0: Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring
1: special guest,
0: author Michelle Cucci. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with
2: pride.
3: Hello, 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 and welcome Hi to guys. an all-new episode of Pride, to podcast that was sent to tell me by Ariana Grande. I love her. And thank you to our friends at DNR Studios and Rehab Entertainment for bringing you an all-new episode.
0: I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Adam Andrew Rios.
4: And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. And
1: once again, I'm not Ashley Mitchell. <laughs> I'm Ayo <Io> Onike Coming. <laughs>
4: welcome back I have
0: a sound effect for
4: that one I, I just gave you the sound effect well, and mine's free we don't, don't even have to pay no, a I, subscription for that sound effect because I can do it on my own
0: we don't pay no subscription for
4: Adam, Adam we pay a lot we have a lot of money we pay a lot for our subscriptions oh yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah you're right you're right
4: Damn it. Welcome back, so, Io. Yeah, IO.
0: Welcome back. Brayden. It's our first time. Yeah.
4: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's our first time. A little birdie had told me that you've been wanting to do this podcast with me. And look, it's Christmas season, it's the holiday season. And this, it's, is, this was it's and a gift come true. It's there a you gift. go.
1: Every time a bell rings. Brayden Io and, and IO. Io.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, what's new, IO? How you been?
1: I've been good. Yeah, um, I took a trip with my friend.
4: Oh, tell us more.
1: I went to San Antonio.
4: Have we even talked about it?
0: Um. Yeah. Oh, well, briefly, but like it was just Darrell, Ashley, and I.
4: Oh, um, I wasn't there, of course. No. Of course. Darrell said a joke earlier in the green room that you have done this podcast more in Q four than I have. Which and is, that's very possible. It's very possible.
0: <laughs> we'll just have to, yeah. We'll, I'll count. I'll crunch the books later. So. Yeah, crunch we need the to, numbers. We, let let we have producers on that. <laughs>
1: let me know, and then I'll take whatever cut of Brayden's pay.
0: Word,
4: girl. Because you know
0: we make lots of money.
4: We have lots of money. Lots of subscriptions. We have Billions lots of money.
0: Of so, ducks. how
4: how was your how was the trip in your perspective?
1: Opinion. It um, was so fun.
0: It was fun, right? It was a
1: blast. It um, was like
0: being in a resort. But
1: you had to do stuff because
0: <laughs> mom made us do stuff.
4: Miss <laughs> Mitchell was like, "Y'all get that. your ass up." You're gonna
0: stay. You're gonna work. <laughs> You're gonna stay. You're gonna work. It was that.
4: I do have one thing to tell you, Ayo, that I'm I'm hugely disappointed in.
0: What? What happened?
4: We did not win the scavenger hunt.
1: We didn't win the scavenger.
0: hunt Oh, but you
4: know and who did. The cheaters. Oh, you
1: know who did. You know who won both competitions
4: what was the other one this
0: fat boy
1: the, right um, here the relay
0: the relay oh you
1: oh, I was, oh yeah
4: did i already leave no, no i was on your
1: team with your brother yeah Colin. oh there. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. And, then,
1: and then he revealed something that he did
4: oh he did he said that he cheated <laughs> he, he said he i cheated. forgot what he said well, like, good thing
1: y'all didn't che- win he cheated and i was like I don't know him well enough to correct this behavior.
4: Girl, I don't either. (laughs) JK, JK, JK. No, that was a really, really fun trip. All in all,
0: the whole, like the scavenger hunt and like the talent show Wait, I like, missed the talent show. Yeah, what you was it the there what was
4: everyone's talent? Have you already talked about this?
0: No. Uh-uh.
4: What was everyone's talent? So
1: I, I did a Shakespeare model because I got really, really um, anxious. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, so you
4: played Hamlet.
1: I did. I'm wonderful as Hamlet. No, um, I don't remember who I did. I think it was um, the princess from. Loves Labors Lost.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. Was, uh, and
4: you acted it out and everything. She sure did. I sure
0: did.
4: Wow. She like jumped right up into it. it was I was okay. like, ah. wow. Oh, I was very. Impressed. I would have been so yeah. scared.
0: Uh, Shakespeare's hard, and, and you um, did it just like it just <laughs> bloop, out of your mouth.
4: And Adam, what did you do?
0: I got up and did an after dinner story.
4: What the like? fuck? <laughs> it was actually
0: great. Oh, it was actually. Great. Great. You no, know, basically, I just got what? up and just like keeked with the audience and just like told a story about me and Ashley and. Because like in in uh, forensics, we used to have competitions called like after dinner speeches, and it's yeah. just essentially you get up and you kind of just do a stand up. Tell routine your like favorite movie. No, that's kind just of that's just a toast.
3: Oh, the shade. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. It was good. But
1: we were but toasting I, Ashley.
0: Yeah, so I just got up and okay. gave her, you know a little um, a story. And yeah, and then Corey sang, sang his butt. His off. Al- this is what the- did he
1: sing? He
4: sang a lot of
0: things. He uh, sang Santa Baby. He sang
1: Santa Baby?
0: Yeah. Is and he
4: I a was- good singer?
2: Yeah. Oh, bro.
0: This was our first time hearing him, like, below. Like,. Broadway voice Aww. turned on. It was like, ah, I have a video I can show you later.
4: I want to see the video. Yeah.
0: I enjoy
1: Darrell's Dur- performance as well.
0: Durrell did his POI. Yeah, I did my piece about
3: the use of the N-word. It's interesting because I keep trying to get rid of this piece and say that I'm never going to do it again. And I realize, especially with everything going on in the world, how powerful the piece is. Because um, Ashley's mom, Vinita, she walked up to me afterwards. She was just like, I enjoyed everybody. She said, but what you did was really good. She said, I didn't know you had it in me. I was like, Wait, what? Um
1: but is yeah. that a compliment I like, well, or yeah, an insult, I, or was I, it both? That's what I was Real. thinking. I was like mm-hmm. But I,
3: I think to talk I think, you know, looking back on it, what she meant is to talk about a subject that is so like Taboo, taboo. Like I remember the first time I did it in, in forensics. I did it in front of a bunch of old, like white ladies and white men. Oh, and, and, I have heard this and piece. And, mm-hmm. and saying like the N-Way in front. So I think that that was it. Um, but yeah, you know, originally I thought we were gonna do a roast of Ashley.
0: Now which... in, in hindsight, I wish we could have done. Yeah, well, yeah, because oh I
4: was God, so that glad that so I left fun. before the talent night because bitch ain't got no talent. I don't know what. I, that's I why I did some
0: speech. I don't got no but talent. It was so. good. I would have. I
4: could have emceed. I would have MC'd in the in
0: the group. I tried
1: shut me down. He yeah. was like, oh, she said that no one can emcee. And then he turned up and emceed!
0: Oh, well, well,
3: because she had each person... Adam was in charge of the dietary kitchen. He done. He did that. The dietary. The dietary. <laughs> the dietary. Um, Like, he had church. And so he did that. I took she, care she she of... Do,
0: she said, Adam, I'm gonna need you to cut this. I'm gonna need you to do this. Mm-hmm. i need you to do that, too. And I did all the, like, planning. Miss Mitchell
4: did have instructions.
0: Yeah, I did, she, she did. I did. Shout part... out to Miss Vanita. Yeah, shout out to Vanita and Kitchen Listen, Island Tea. Yeah, for real. Kitchen Island Tea Benita, you had everything lined up. Everything went smoothly. My favorite part that
3: shocked me, even though I helped plan everything, was getting a gift bag. I didn't know the gift bags were coming. Girl, I had no idea, swag so bag. that was a surprise for me. I cried a little bit. Yeah, no, I was Honestly. kind of like, "You spent some money," and I was like, "It's my birthday." That's too?
4: the best part of any trip.
3: Yeah, I love it. I can't wait to our next one. Mm-hmm. Whoever's birthday next, Brayden said he want to go somewhere. So I text him. I said, "You need." Yeah,
4: like- so I know that we have plans to go to the moon for Adam's birthday, but they're talking about Mars now, and it's accessible. So, I'm thinking.
1: I don't have two years to go to Mars. No, it where, it's- where takes where two years to go to Mars. Do you not? Do you realize that? But really, t- time That's is it? time mm-hmm.
4: is just an earthly thing. When you're out of the Earth's atmosphere, what is time? So I'm thinking. I want to sing
1: that girl song off TikTok about Earth and. It being like, um, Section Eight housing, but I don't want <laughs> her
0: to see. Not it Section Eight really housing. Earth is ghetto.
1: And I want to leave.
0: Yeah, Earth is
2: ghetto. Yeah. Well, a lot let, of me, let me is. let me let
4: me let me let you in on a little secret: is we're all gonna leave one day.
2: You're there you go. <laughs> so wait, dark, wait. I know. No, it's know. actually <laughs> a
4: beautiful thing. It's it a beautiful thing. Is. We're wait, all wait. gonna leave this trash hole one day. Christmas. Oh yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs>
3: It's very sad, though, I have to say. I think that there's just so, you know, thinking thinking about death again. Like, it's, just, it's weird. Because, it's like, you're, you're going into a different place and everything. But, you know, you have to look at the beauty of it. And, you know, people have to live their lives, like, while they're still here. Like, we just have to learn how to live. So that cannot be one thing.
4: People oh, say. Bob Dole.
0: Well, hold on, because we were just talking about the moon, and I was trying to bring up Michael Strahan because he he's to going moon. to the moon. No,
4: but Bob when, Dole just who? died, too.
0: Name two good things Bob Dole does, not I don't know.
4: He ran for president, something I could never do.
0: You could. You could. But you know what? You
1: could? I you're, could not, you're not a, raise really. that money.
4: Male. You could. I could not raise that money. I might could be the, like the head of transportation. Like, you're not going to raise judge. that money yeah. when
1: you pay for people to go into the Delta Lounge. No, you're not.
4: That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You're for me
1: to go into the Delta Lounge. Yeah. Wow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, went
3: Strangman now.
4: Yeah, but I owe Bibi out of first class, this bitch.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. No. I don't know what, no. what you
4: said about Michael Strahan What? Stranghan, Michael Strangman and yeah, the moon. going to
0: the moon. Is Michael Strangman related. To... bringing up hot topics. You know Is Michael... he going with... Um, not... Uh, not Kelly.
1: Elon.
0: Jarrell. Uh, no, I don't think so. Is he she's he going allowed. with
1: Richard, what's Richard's last name?
0: Sodders? Virgin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, he owns Virgin The Virgin Airlines, one, but,
0: yeah. Oh, oh is, is that who's chartering it? Is he going
1: with him? Or is he go, it's, you guys know that there's like a billionaire race mm-hmm. to get to space. That's yeah. already mm-hmm. happened. Which is why um, Jeff Bezos.
4: And Richard Virgin, and what's his, his fucking last name?
3: He,
2: and Elon, then
3: Elon.
1: Elon tried to launch one.
3: Elon's Miss Mamas. I didn't know she was walking the other day on a video, and I was like, "Oh, she's Miss Mamas." But listen, hmm. um, you know, I wish that Michael Strahan and I was related because we both had like a gap, so that'd be cool. Wow. Yeah.
4: Um, probably a gap in your brain cells. No, exactly. um, L- R- between your brain so and the brain in your spine, there's a, a gap.
1: Ba- <laughs> a- I am going to say that it's a little meaner with Brayden here. No, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. no,
4: it's called shade. But I
3: got something he wants that he ain't going to get.
4: Right. I don't hmm. want your ass to roll. <gasps> uh,
3: what? Here we go in with this again. Everybody? Okay, so let me just go ahead and get this straight. Out the way. Don't nobody want Brayden.
4: Don't remind me.
1: (laughs) Adam, do you have a cricket set?
4: Wow, that was timed up.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I love? Uh, I love being on a podcast with my Leo brother. Ayo. ayo.
4: Her name is ayo <laughs>
1: Yeah, say her name
4: right. Okay, oh,
3: she can never come back.
4: Okay, so Michael Strahan, his trip has gotten postponed because of the like high gust winds, and oh. it's supposed to happen on Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that he's pissed because he works weekdays, and so now he has to fucking go Does to he space. Still work? Oh my god!
2: Because on... he's not. oh he got.
3: Listen, he Michael can't Strahan. And Michael Strahan may have fumbled this the ball. This is for GMA
4: though. He's not going to comp GMA. day. Wait, yeah. wait, well, uh, wait
3: I hear whatever. a joke coming on, Drove. No, no, no I don't even have a joke. I was like kind of serious. <laughs> I said Michael Strahan might have fumbled the ball on a lot of ABC shows, but he keeps getting the job at ABC because he yeah. is making his way through
0: Good Morning he America. He didn't
1: fumble the ball. No, There's he... a consistent factor with one of the shows he left.
0: Which one? Kelly. I mean, but listen. Her and Ryan are going strong, right? But
4: her and
3: Ryan. Yeah, but on, nobody
1: likes him neither. Right. But so
3: she, so mm-hmm. here's the thing. He left that one because, and to be fair, he was messy as her friend, quote unquote her friend, but ABC was the messy ones because they poached him and said, hey- we will make sure you never like you're gonna be a GMA. We're gonna give you this other show. Then he was at Good Morning America. Then they gave him the Good Morning yeah, America three hour. with yeah. Kiki. Well, originally Sarah, and then they, they brought Kiki, Kiki Palmer up. because
1: mm-hmm. they enjoyed her so much, just like me. Yeah, I'm Kiki Palmer. Po- I'm the Kiki Palmer of the pod. <laughs> All That's right, no, the no,
4: but <laughs> then they made it GMA three, but he's still on like he's normal GMA, GMA two
3: or one or whatever. He's, he's one and
4: two. You
1: yeah. know what? It's a rip off of the Today Show.
4: Thank I'm you so today. much. I, Today
3: Show. Show can't you know it? I don't feel like the Today Show has rebounded since Matt Curry did, and um, I mean Matt Lauer did Anne Curry the way that he did. He did her. Dirty he did her dirty, day. and I don't feel like it rebounded from that. And you know, did anyone read Katie Couric's like tell-all book where she was just like, I don't know, but mm-hmm.
1: female reporters were mad. They were
3: mad. Most of them being. Republican, but she let a lot of people have it. And she and uh, Martha Stewart, who's a very good friend of hers, went on watch What Happens Live and actually spoke out and said, Yeah, I saw what she wrote about me. She said, But we've been good friends for years. She ain't wrong. She said, But like, whatever. She's the only person who can say that about me. But you friend.
1: know what? Hmm. I love that's why I love Martha Stewart because she's like, You know what? I went to jail. Fuck
3: yeah, it. she don't give, a fuck. She, don't give right. a fuck. she went to jail. She said, All I do is eat. Pop Brown is with Snoop dogg That's all she did. <laughs> like
4: they gave a show
1: about being
3: high. Yeah, he the did. show, the first season was a little uncomfortable because she was episode. like, he was like dancing behind that. She was kind of grinding. I was like, what's happening? And it was d- just, the, the, d- the dynamic
0: was off and like the guests that would br- they would bring on, like the you know their friends or whatever, it was just like, this is His very friends, uncomfortable. It
3: was all, tell it like it is. It was all these black hip-hop stars with Martha Stewart, and she was just like, yo, I'm down. Like, there was one episode, she had her hat backwards, and I was like, what's going
0: on? It's like when RuPaul tries to be ghetto, and it just comes off like...
1: Because you know why? Mm. Because RuPaul has never been ghetto. She's always been country.
0: Right, and yeah. when you
1: try to be ghetto it's like it's urban and cut. Like it's it's not the same. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also
4: it's not Martha's choice. I don't think. I think it's the producers saying, "No, oh, absolutely, be quote unquote ghetto." But
3: I but I also do believe that she you know, little hood. I, I, <laughs> but I also believe that she is really good friends with Snoop Dogg. And oh, oh, for 100%. sure, that, that part is true. Like and I wish I that actually they
1: actually think when she when he goes over to her house, he brings those people with him to her house. Probably. Yeah. And, and she chill. welcomes
4: them with open arms and they have a blast, I'm sure.
1: But I yeah. think they have to do the show sober. Okay.
4: That's no fun. And it's Can it's you imagine awkward. doing this show sober? No
1: I don't know what you're talking about, Braden. I don't do drugs.
4: I know I don't. you don't, but <laughs>
1: Yeah,
3: I mean, we, yeah, it's crazy. You don't do what, Aya? Huh? Drugs? I mean, that edible's on its way. Is I don't know what you're
4: Y'all did an about? edible?
3: You did, too. You did, too. I did I
4: not. You did. did. I'm a Christian. That's a
3: plot twist. Are you a Christian? Speaking of which, Christian, how do you feel about the fox tree burning down? I think. <laughs> I feel like it
1: offended Jesus. I think it offended Hanukkah.
4: God it works offended... in mysterious <laughs> ways.
0: Well, you saw what, yeah, uh, what's his name? Tucker? Carlson's, Carlson, of course. His, don't his, of you
4: don't mean fuck yeah. Her Carlson. Right. Yeah, fuck fucker. When
0: was like this is an attack on Christianity because the ch- Christmas tree is a symbol of Christianity, which I was like, it's not. It is it's not.
4: Absolutely it, it,
1: Adam, not. Adam, I have been saying this. That yeah. tree, Christmas trees in general, are a German tradition, and I forget. I went to look up why they brought them to the United States, but there was a thing. Probably to
3: steal some more land
1: during the. Um, I want to say. Uh, eighteen hundreds. There was like a reason they brought the Christmas tree. Like, and they they
4: were a gift. My stepdad and I just talked about this when we were like in the Thank deep you. south for Thanksgiving. Whatever. There's a bunch of cedar trees. They were a gift from Germany Germany a long time ago, and they didn't expect them to spread so often. The Christmas the cedar tree germinates and. Pollinates like way rapidly than any other tree, deer hate it. So that's why they put all of the cedar down in the south to help get rid of the deer because it's kind of poisonous oh. to them. And so I don't know how it became like a Christian pagan thing, but it's like a pagan ritual. But it
1: was a, it was a pagan ritual in Europe and they were doing the Christmas tree and the U.S. is like, we're not going to be unfashionable. Let's start doing Christmas
4: yeah. tree. So t- I guess Europe gave us the tree to make us kind of
2: fashionable.
3: I, I mean, listen, I, I love America that. America is ghetto, too. I mean, people, people. I, I, there's something about a Christmas tree during this time of the year, you know, especially when you're spending time with your family, and it just proves like like I'm excited to go home with my family in a few weeks, and every time I'm there and I see it, it gives me this, like, sense of warmth, and especially after everything that's happened, it proves you can't go home again, which brings me... To my next point. Oh, mm-hmm. I was gonna
1: do a, a segue from that family thing too, but go ahead. Oh, well, I think we on the same page. Oh, we are. We on the same I page. The same and same if page. you if
3: we aren't, then we should get on the same page of this wonderful book that we loved reading, "You Can Come Home Again" by Michelle Cucci. So everyone, go out, get your drinks, fill them up, and we'll be right back to talk to her all things. You can come home again. To
2: the traffic car,
0: Hey, Pride fam. We at Pride the Podcast want to wish you a happy holiday season.
3: Remember to spread the joy and live out loud. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to Pride the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: And don't forget our merch, which make great holiday gifts. So go to dnrstudios.com to check it all out. Happy
0: holidays with Pride.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Hi Hi, guys. Hello. I'm super excited to welcome to the show the author of You Can Come Home Again, Michelle Cucci.
4: Hi, Michelle.
3: Yay, I'm so glad for you to be here. This is exciting. And when everyone out there is watching, your background of Christmas is just giving me all the Christmas spirit. I'm so ready. Is
4: that a real Christmas tree?
5: It is not. It is a fake, very tiny
4: Christmas tree. Well, it's it smells real from <laughs> from way over here.
0: Brayden has smell of vision.
4: I, I do have smell of vision. That should in. be a new Disney show. I'm More sure it will perfection.
3: be. <laughs> I love it. So listen, Michelle, we're so excited to have you join us today on the podcast. Like having you be here is such an honor. Um, so tell us how we came about of meeting each other and like getting able to get you on here. How did this happen? How did we see how do we find each other?
5: So, in the midst of COVID, I decided that I was going to pick up writing again. It's something I had started, you know, back in high school. Uh, My friends and I, super nerdy, we wrote a lot of fan fiction together, and Mm -hmm. that was kind of where my writing started.
1: Can I ask what kind of fan fiction? I was
2: excited.
5: (laughs) Like, cause the I am nerdy. Most fancy, romantic.
1: But like, what was like, your inspiration?
5: It was, it was Twilight. It Aha. Was Brothers. It was re- more recently Shit's Creek. Like it's gotcha. It's kind of oh, okay. Gone through the motions. It was Harry Potter.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, you know, Twilight fan fiction. That's the reason we have Fifty Shades of Grey. So don't downplay
2: yeah,
5: exactly. it. Exactly. See, so. Don't knock it. It could get you somewhere.
2: Exactly. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs>
5: So I had, I had stopped writing for a while to kind of explore different avenues in my life. I was more focused on my career. I was more focused on traveling. And when COVID hit and everything kind of came to a standstill, it was something that I was able to do. It was very cathartic for me. I was able to escape into these places and with these people that I kind of cooked up in my head. And, and then I (coughs) kind of, brought myself into this community and and then we connected and the rest is history. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I'm
3: so glad that we did connect and we were able to do that. And so like when you were growing up, like you said in high school, when you were younger, did you always want to write as well? Like you wanted that to be like what you did.
5: Uh, I was one of those people that just, I never knew what my path was going to be. I kind Mm -hmm. of wanted to do a little bit of everything. Um, My sister, Very lucky from very, very, very young. Knew that she wanted to be a teacher. That was her passion. That's where she was going. Mm -hmm. It's not common to have that. And I didn't have that. Um, I went to school, to college for uh, communications. Mm -hmm. And that was my final major. I had changed my major four times throughout college. Yeah. Somehow (laughs) managed to graduate a semester early and decided to up and leave for Florida to join the Disney College program. So... I worked down in Florida for about seven months. Came back home. That's all you
3: could take of Florida. Florida, huh? I understand. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it.
5: And you know what? It was it was very weird to be down there during the holiday season. Mm. Not what you expect, you know. Coming from up north, being in those like four seasons and the snow and all that, sitting by the pool on Thanksgiving weekend while it sounds like a dream, it was kind of like something's wrong here. This is right? Oh uh, so yeah. Be this way. <laughs> um, so I did three college programs all together with Disney. I was my job title was Fairy Godmother in training.
4: Love you would make uh, a perfect that. fairy godmother. I'm like getting love that vibe that. from you. Wait a second. So how how did how do you go from changing your major four times during college to then go to like another college essentially to be like Disney? What 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 was the like the yearn to go to like the Disney College?
5: So I grew up in a family that loved Disney. Um, every branch of my family has really been, we, we went as kids. We talked about it at home. We watched the movies. All of our decorations were always Disney. And it was always just a, a safe, nostalgic place for me. Oh, um, It was a place where I felt like I fit in. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't always necessarily fit in at home. You could be whoever you want to be there. And it was great. I always knew I had a cousin that had did the the disney college program when i was younger and i knew that that was a goal of mine so when i figured out that i can graduate a semester early i said i'm not wasting any time right you know i would have been in college so i can just go ahead and do this and then i ended up wasting two other times going down and doing it that doesn't sound like a waste i was
3: gonna say that's not a waste michelle it it sounds fun at all i want to say Michelle, one thing I want to ask is kind of controversial before we get into some more deep stuff. Um, since you've watched all of Disney, uh, what is the best and the worst live-action remake that they have made recently?
4: Oh, that's not even that's fair. Controversial. What is it, Michelle?
2: Um, <laughs> yeah,
3: but what is it?
5: Oh. Um, okay. I think the best, I think I have to say Cruella. As much as I love my princesses, the Cruella, the new one, yeah. it was amazing. It I really agree. Was yeah, so multi-dimensional. I liked it a lot um and my least favorite was jungle
0: book really? oh yeah.
4: i i hear that
0: i've heard, I heard the, yeah I
4: it was the animated
1: one.
5: It what was Christopher about lion king, king? Uh, oh yeah lion king was a little weird too but i feel like lion jungle king was, book, was trash sorry I think because there was a human child in there and he was the same size as the animals it kind of threw me a little i didn't
0: even think about that but yeah
1: you hated cats, got it?
3: Yeah, I I agree with you. Actually, I agree with you. What you said, I will take it one step. I actually liked the Cinderella that they came out with. Um, oh, me too. That, that's one of my favorite. Like, it I gets thought that slept was, on. I, I thought think. that was good. I thought Maleficent Part Two was better than Part One, in oh, my opinion. Yeah. But I, you know, I think that they've done good going in the route of the. Um, the villains. And I think they're about to do one with Snow White. I think another Snow White's
5: coming out. You know, I love the princesses, but I really hope they continue on with the villains.
3: I yeah.
4: know. What about Ursula, though? Like, that's one villain that we haven't heard from. Am I, I right? to play
1: Ursula, so I'm just going to say that on your podcast.
3: Melissa okay. McCarthy okay. is what? about to play her, which is interesting.
4: Wait, where? In is, the, is there, like, oh, a live yeah. thing? Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, I
1: actually can see it, too.
3: It's and A lot of people thought that... Titus, or like maybe a drag queen, would play Ursula. Um, I'm gonna, which I wouldn't love, but but I'm gonna reserve my judgment because we know Melissa's a great actress and we'll see what she brings Mm -hmm. to it. I think the comedic part of Ursula will definitely be there, but
1: she doesn't, Uh, for sure. What comedic part of Ursula?
3: I mean, Ursula tickled me because she had a business. She, no, <laughs> Ursula. Ursula had business. The way that she literally told Ariel, you're, "You're signing this contract, and I'm taking your voice, and you're so dumb." Like she sang a whole song to Ariel, and she still gave her her voice. So no, you found you evil to be funny? I thought it was so funny because I understood it as a child. I was just like, "She don't do that." I knew not to do that. Well, you know what? I, I she said, "Flossum, Jessum." Now I got her boys, the, and now we're on a roll. roll. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing it.
1: What were you gonna say? Uh, I don't remember, It doesn't
4: matter. Wait, Michelle, if you could be I have a question for you, Michelle. If you could be mm-hmm. this is a two-part question. If you could be a Disney princess, who would it be? And if you could be a Disney villain, who would it be?
5: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. If I could be a princess, I would have to say I'd be Belle. Belle. Oh, oh.
4: bonjour, hey, bonjour.
2: Um,
3: oh yeah. Brayden played the Beast in college. I did. You did?
4: We did. So they had makes... to they had to do so much makeup to transform oh, okay. me.
1: Okay. Oh, calm That's down, a- calm down, Prince Adam. Um and I don't mean our Adam. Um Belle makes sense because you you wrote a book. I think Belle would be an author like an author, right? She would be.
0: Oh, she absolutely would be oh, an for author. Sure.
4: If you like it that much, it's wondering. yours. <laughs> okay. Um, and then so... villain.
5: Oh. oh a villain.
2: Funny, but I think I would say I would probably say Hades because <gasps> so he
3: Hades so is good runs,
5: And I just wish I was that quick-witted
3: in any I... part of my life. He is you really know? funny have to go Hades.
4: That's that, a great that's answer. a great answer. Hercules is one of my favorite.
1: I love the I love music love in Hercules. Me. Yeah So Belle wrote a book You wrote a book <laughs> 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 It's so exciting! Um, Thank you. Yeah, congratulations! Yeah, that's yeah. a huge
4: feat. That's
0: really, it's really huge. a huge feat. Now, Thank I you I don't so know. Much. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people like um, I wrote a book. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> Can you give us a baby synopsis without spoilers?
5: So basically, it it stemmed from me and my anxieties throughout covid um i needed a place to put my anxiety so i gave it away to a character that i made up um and as i said before i am w- a big traveler i love to travel mm-hmm. so in researching where my next travel adventure would be i came across this little town of peggy's cove in nova scotia canada um and it was just very quaint and sweet um reminded me a little bit of the vibe from shits creek and obsessed with Shit's Creek. I, it got me through COVID. So gist of the story is this guy who grew up in Peggy's Cove, his name is Hunter. He had left for New York City, leaving a small town for a big city, had to come back home to Peggy's Cove after some, uh, I think it was five years that he was away uh, to take care of his family's restaurant when his dad is hurt. And he is not happy about being there. He doesn't want to be around his family. He has a lot of anxiety that has built up over the years. And that kind of comes to fruition while he's back home. He has to rekindle relationships with old friends, with his sister, with his parents. um, And he meets a fellow homegrown that. Might change his mind about Peggy's Cove. Well, I'm, I'm that okay.
2: funny. I'm this not
4: sounds for a forgetting. lot like my autobiography.
2: Oh, Shh. here you
3: go. <laughs> I mean, it like does kind of actually sound like I connected it. To you. I mean, it does actually <laughs> kind of sound like Brayden and I, like hometowns where we grew up at. It, it sounds if like, it ever
4: gets turned into a movie, I'm available.
5: Okay,
3: or I'm available.
5: I will- definitely call you up for that.
1: <laughs>
3: that well, would you
0: well, would you want that it's to
5: happen? Sappy. It's a little
0: Hallmarky. And- love it.
1: I'm gonna say I got those vibes when I like... Yeah, that's I'm, what
0: we were talking about earlier. I'm pretty far,
1: a bit far in and I'm like I'd watch this on Lifetime.
3: Yeah. Would you consider <laughs> yeah. turning it into a movie? I would
4: absolutely love the opportunity. That would be that. so cool.
3: Okay,
0: well we're gonna put it out
3: Let's there put into, it the into
0: the world? Yeah, into the universe. Put it into
3: universe because i mean and i think it could i mean and
5: for an agent so we'll see where
2: that goes <laughs> oh <laughs> yes
3: i mean and listen right now you know what you were saying about like hallmarking and that and you know you're talking about lifetime those places would absolutely have a movie of that caliber and you it would be so good for you and i would love it and i'd be in it and i'd help produce it and we'd get it great it will be so much fun <laughs> oh i love it
5: i love it all i i would that's a, a huge pipe dream of mine and since finishing you Can Come Home Again, I've actually written two more books that are in the works, getting ready for publishing. i wow. hoping to get picked up by a bigger publisher, hoping to get an agent on my side, so plans for the future. That's wonderful. That's yeah. amazing, That
2: Michelle. was
0: awesome. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question was, you know, do you want to continue writing? Do you have other books in the works? And there you go. Yeah.
5: I'm working on a sequel to You Can Come Home Again. Um, I don't know if I would ever really go anywhere with it. I feel like I get so connected to what I read and what I write. It would have to be a compelling enough story to follow through with it.
2: Well, I
4: have a title for your next sequel. Here we go. To You Can Can Come Home Again. It's You Can Leave Home Again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... I will also star in that movie as well because again that's an autobiography of mine. Okay, I have a business question for you in terms of like writing. How did you get your your story and your mam- manuscript published? Did you like have a proposal and you like attacked all the publishing houses and try to get ev- everyone to to pick up your book?
5: So, once I had finished my manuscript and I knew that publishing was kind of the direction that I wanted to go, I contemplated a few different options for myself Um, and ultimately I found a small publishing company online and I was able to connect with them and get my book out there. Um, Going forward, I don't know, you know, I'd really like to connect with a bigger publishing house or um, like I mentioned earlier, like trying to find an agent who really understands kind of what audience I want to hit with my books and, and where I want to go from here and, Hopefully that's something that will happen in the new year.
4: That's awesome. Wow,
3: I really like that. I think go ahead Adam
0: well, no I was just... <laughs> so what was like the hardest part about writing a book? like did you suffer from writer's block at all, or was it kind of just like it just flowed out of you?
5: so this first book, you can come home again uh, it kind of flowed it was it... the idea hit me really pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and um I ended up doing a lot of research on. Dan Levy, and his process in writing Schitt's Creek. Um, I admire him so much. And I, I loved the way that the whole story kind of like flowed so very nicely. It had every piece where it was supposed to be. Um, and so I, I researched his writing process. And he talked a lot about it in, in interviews and such. And what him and his dad did together, they wanted to know the background for each character everything that they had been through in their lives so that they knew those characters inside and out and they could really write a good story for each of those characters, a solid story. So when you first start watching that show, you're already immersed in their lives. They know their characters so well that they can just pull you right in. And that's kind of what I tried to do. So I wrote backgrounds for each of the characters in my book. I wrote out like a full mm-hmm. scope of what I wanted to happen, each scene, play by play. Mm-hmm. And then I put it together in that way. The second book that I wrote, very different. Um, I started with the same character background, but the first scene that I wrote in my second book is actually in the middle of the story.
2: Interesting. Oh, wow.
5: Oh, okay. Yes. So you did so like kind, kind of a of, flashback.
3: So that's why it definitely should also, you really should get into a movie because it kind of see it doing like a <laughs> flashback at the beginning.
4: Yeah, Michelle, yeah, just exactly. produce a movie.
5: <laughs> I mean, I really should just get on that, right? <laughs> so, so your other profession, <laughs> so
3: so listen, your other profession, which I, I love, and I think we've all here been at some point being a teacher. Um, tell us a little bit about that and your background in teaching and the grades you teach.
5: Yeah, so I was a teacher for six years. I recently have left teaching to work for a foundation, but I I loved teaching. I worked in public schools. Um, I started in second grade. I got moved to fourth grade, which was very tricky for me. Fourth grade is very content heavy. Mm, um, I remember not as that much fun to teach. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, a lot of progress that has to happen in that fourth grade year. It's not not as much uh, excitement and fun as you can have in second grade, and not as interactive as second grade. Um, and in my last year, which was a fully remote year, I taught fifth grade. Um, oh, and I that has to be even
1: more content heavy.
5: Yeah, that was. Uh, you know what? Fifth grade is fifth grade is a little more review than fourth grade. Fourth grade is a lot of new concepts. Um, mm. so that was that was really. It was a lot for them. Don't you um,
4: introduce and, sex education in fifth grade?
5: Oh Lord, no, no. <laughs>
0: Oh no! When schools don't teach much sex ed? I was
4: introduced to you sex education know. in sixth grade.
1: Sixth grade, me too. I remember huh. kind of having like little
5: introductions in, in elementary school, but really it didn't hit hard until sixth grade. And I'm oh, okay. very grateful that I didn't. <laughs> <have> to... <laughs> no, Can you, you. imagine? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I loved my kids so much. I actually taught drama club after school, also. So yeah, Yeah, I taught kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, and we put on two plays in the time that I was at the school. We did Aladdin, and then we did The Lion King.
1: Was that Aladdin um, Jr. and The Lion King Jr.? Yeah. I used to be a my, drama teacher, too.
5: That's great. And then in my final year, we actually did The Little Mermaid completely virtually. Um, so we had the kids. They came on and they rehearsed. They did Google Meet with us. We did the whole screen recording thing where they were swapping out. And it was really amazing the way that they adapted to be able to do it virtually. Like these kids are, they're incredible. They're like little sponges. They learn as much as they can. And they really come alive on the stage. That was my favorite part of teaching was drama. Uh, Oh,
4: well that's where I, I think we were all in drama. Like Ayo said, she Mm -hmm. taught drama. I was president of my drama club. Um, I like That's where I found myself by not being myself in drama club, if that makes any sense. So that's really awesome.
3: And I'm absolutely a, a lot of kids. I think are finding themselves at you know at that age, and I I think Michelle, you probably could see that in a lot of the kids. You know, people like to say kids can't make their own decisions to the adults. P- kids nowadays, like they know who they are. They're very sure of themselves. I would even say sometimes before they hit seven, they're like, I know who I am. At least they know their attitude. Mm-hmm. They know yeah, they know probably. what they like and don't like. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know that's such an interesting thing, and you see that being a teacher, I'm sure you saw it all the time.
5: Absolutely, and. Watching those kids kind of come alive as somebody else on the stage, yeah, was really amazing. And it, uh, with the kids who were a little quieter, a little more reserved, to see them get up there and do it, that just really blew me away.
3: They just needed an outlet. Sometimes all you need is an outlet, and it's so sad oh, sure. because how much drama programs are being defunded and canceled all you know over the U.S. Like it's just crazy.
5: I know it's so sad. Did do you feel like?
1: before the pandemic and all this like that was your creative outlet and then being cooped up in your house like that was the, the new creative outlet was to write these books Yeah.
5: oh for sure i needed something to do with all of my free time and energy and I, I did i was at the school three nights a week um for three three four hours once the school day ended and that was what i did i i taught drama and i loved it yeah So yeah, I needed somewhere to put all of that creativity, and now all of that anxious energy, and it just kind of all came out in words.
1: I have a personal question for you. Yeah, and then like, feel free to be like, I'm not answering that. Um, (laughs) So Hunter has anxiety. Mm -hmm. Do you have diagnosed anxiety? Do you like where Hunter is
4: the lead character in her book? By the way, (laughs) yes.
1: Sorry, (laughs) Um,
5: I do. I do. And it took me a long time to kind of come to terms with what it was and how I was dealing with it. I had my first panic attack in front of my fourth grade students. I had a class of 30 and I I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I just remember calling one of my colleagues on the phone who was two doors down from me. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm having a heart attack. need help oh
2: no and she
5: was like oh honey you're having a panic attack it's okay oh it's gonna be fine (laughs) well I'm glad she
1: knew what it
2: was
5: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah um that's why I called her because I knew she would kind of know I don't know how I knew but I knew that she would know and it kind of spiraled from there like I I knew always that I had these little anxious tendencies but I never put a name to it I never sought help for it or anything. And I've I've started getting therapy in January. And it was the best self help and mental health decision I ever made. I'm now a huge advocate for therapy. Um, I have a cousin that had been telling me for years that it was the best thing she ever did. And I don't know what took me so long, but I'm doing it now. And I'm loving it. And so yeah, I think uh, a lot of where my book came from was me having all this anxiety about a pandemic that I couldn't control, and needing to like put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I gave it to Hunter. Poor thing. Poor thing.
1: Oh, poor. <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> and where did um the inspiration for the different characters came? Because like I really see myself playing Shay when you turn into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> <What picture? laughs> oh my gosh! Absolutely, absolutely. um, where did everybody come from? Shay, the yeah. mom, the dad, the sister. Um,
5: It's funny because I didn't realize this. I guess it was kind of a subconscious thing, but I had had um, this book reviewer on Instagram. Her name is Melissa. She's amazing. Um, She read my book and she was like, I got total like David Rose vibes from Hunter. Was
2: Mm. that on purpose? And I was
5: like, it wasn't, but I guess-
2: Osmosis. I see that. Right. Right.
5: It makes sense. Um, So yeah, I think that that was kind of my inspiration for- him inadvertently, um, and I just I wanted personalities that kind of played off of each other really nicely. So there was like the the snarky best friend that's like really sentimental and still always there for Hunter, and there is this other character Jesse who gets introduced pretty quickly into the, the book.
1: Love interest, yeah. <laughs> and
5: so that was something else that I I really knew like right for off the bat that I wanted to include and. In media, there's not a lot of queer romance that Mm -hmm. is is out there and ready and available. And I thought I would want to write something that I would want to read. And that's what I would want to read. I need more of that queer romance that is just normal. And it's it's something that I made sure that I never spoke about in my book. It you'll never, you won't see that in my writing where it's he ne- he didn't come out as gay. Yes,
1: right. you never outed your you never outed your uh your characters because yeah. was... I was like the whole beginning of the book I was like, are they t- are they dating? What's
2: ha- what's <laughs> happening? And then the, and then
1: the stormy night came and I was like, oh yes, ah. yeah.
0: it's
4: just a normal relationship,
0: right? Yeah. yeah, and I love that. Yeah, it's grounded in reality. Like, that's yeah. what it is. It's not like a shtick or like you know yeah. how it is with a lot of television nowadays.
3: I mean, a lot of it has to do with, you know, especially having an LGBT queer character. They come out and it's like, oh, it's their coming out story and they fall in love. Or the whole family already hates them and they haven't been home for years and they're traveling back home. Because you could have easily yeah. written that story. You could have easily, well, yeah. he hasn't been home because no one likes him because he's gay. And it's like, you you start to like see like, you can just exist as a human being and all the other stuff is just what everybody has as a human.
5: Absolutely. And there was it was meant for... People to realize, like, if they did assume that Hunter and Shay would be a couple, Mm -hmm. that they were stereotyping and projecting onto these characters. Like, well, because they're a male and a female, they should be together. Right. And it's like, well, not necessarily. Right. You know, they they have the option. They can choose whoever they want to be with.
4: I love that. So Michelle, before we let you go with your next book that you're writing that I have entitled, You Can Leave Home Again, (laughs) with this being like an LGBTQ podcast, you yourself as an author, what's some sort of message that you want to give our community? Not necessarily in your new book that you have, but just you as an author in yourself.
5: I just feel like If you are part of the LGBTQ community, I hope that my writing speaks to you. If you are not part of the LGBTQ community, I hope that my writing shows you that all of us are regular people too. We can have love interests. We can have friendships. And just because somebody falls into one of those orientations doesn't put them in a box.
2: Mm. We
5: are fluid we are loving, and our sexuality does not define us. Yay!
2: Wow! Wow. I
3: love that. I mean, Michelle, I have to say, you know, hearing you talk and hearing the love that you have for your kids, hearing the love that you now have for the foundation and and everything, and please, we want to make sure you plug that and let us know about that so our listeners can know how they can support. Um, You really are a fairy godmother, and sometimes (laughs) Disney people are real people, too, and that's you. Aww! Thank you! oh,
4: my gosh, that's the best compliment I've ever gotten. Darrell, that no was really longer cute. in
1: training. Yeah, no longer in
3: training. You have graduated, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, please let um, our listeners and everyone know about the foundation that you're working for, what they do, and how they can go support as well.
5: Sure. So the foundation I work for is called Tunnel to Towers. Um, it's a foundation that supports children who are left behind when a parent is killed in a line of duty. Um, wow. so military and first responders, their children, um, who are left behind 16 years and younger, we pay off mortgages so that those children can remain in their homes and in their schools. And they don't have to uproot their lives when they've lost a parent.
3: Oh, wow. wow. Ooh, that's wonderful. Amazing. Yeah. And where can they find that? Uh, do you have a website or anything that people can go Instagram? Yeah. Or? yeah.
5: Website is t2t.org.
3: Perfect. That's easy. Please, yeah. guys, go out and, and support. That is a really amazing organization. And Father confirms that you really are a fairy godmother. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> you you Father confirm what I said. So I, I appreciate that. Let our listeners know also where they can find you on social media.
5: Yeah. So my Instagram is at the wandering underscore pixie.
3: Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Thank love you it. so much uh, for joining us today. We really enjoyed this. You have to come back and chat with us anytime. We'd oh love to have God. you back. Yeah, like in person.
4: You. Yeah, you can come to the studio. Yeah, You're we'll just have you in the studio over the river
0: and we'll and through the woods. Yeah. And we'll do a whole like Disney night. That would be I so much fun. That would you be guys, cute.
1: I, I'm just an understudy. You have to invite me back. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can come back. Aren't you, uh, aren't you glad you're here this week?
3: Ew. Well, listen, Michelle, we hate to let you go this time and we want you back. So, bippity boppity boo. And we'll see you soon. <laughs> I'm going to use that all the time now. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Hey, Pride fam. We're so excited to let you know that Pride the Podcast now has merch. Showcase your Pride 365 days a year with Pride shirts, totes, stickers, and so much more coming soon to dnrstudios.com. So, show your Pride 365.
2: Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me
1: been an awful good girl Saturday. Yay, we're back. I hope you got your drink. Hi guys. Yes. Um, I just want to say thanks again for talking to us, Michelle Coochie. that she was such like she is a really a fair godmother. Yeah. Like a good
4: soul, a really good soul. No,
0: yeah, she radiated like just positive, positive energy, energy yeah. and it was she like made me happier. Right. Yeah. She made me
1: feel like I can come home again.
0: You know? Where, I know. Yeah, uh, where you can listen to her book, You Can Come Home Again, on Audible. You can buy that on Amazon. I'm sure she has a website. You can go and order there straight directly from her. Yeah. She
4: and, does have a website. Oh, a what? Oh, a <laughs> church Called michellecucci.com.
3: Yeah. And, oh. you know, if you're old school, um I know Ayo loves to, like, read actual regular books as well, like, holding your hand. So. I love to hold Are books with my hand. Me? No.
1: Oh, Okay. No, I no. do like holding books in my hand. I like the smell of books. I yeah. prefer
4: the hard, hard copy. Weird? No, no, no not like weird at all. I, I prefer the hard copy. Got from
3: one of our sponsors, uh, Kobo just gave me an e-reader, so I have an e-reader. They gifted it to me. So if you can go out to Kobo, kobo.com, and you can get your own e-reader as well.
4: That's kobo.com. Mm-hmm.
3: Ching! Thank you. Um, so yeah, guys, let's get back to some hot topics. Talk hot. some. <laughs> Sorry. No, I actually like Guys. that. I was going to say hot topic. Hot. Uh, so the hottest thing we were talking about was the tree being attacked. It was um, hot. It was hot. It was hot. <laughs> um, Brain talked about like, oh, so a really big hot topic right now. A lot of people are upset online about um, and just like that. Um, spoiler alert for all those out there. Spoiler You should have watched. Alert. So they actually handled... Uh, Kim Cattrall, Samantha, in the first like two minutes, and then in the end of the first episode, we lost somebody.
4: They handled her too in the second episode.
3: Yeah, yeah they they did, and I think they'll continue to handle her throughout it. Uh, but a lot of people are upset that uh, I was upset. James Preston, I, also known as Big, is no longer with us. There were
2: he
0: died.
3: He died. Oh, um, spoiler! You girl. came in to watch. Are you paying attention? Can I?
1: Can I? I'm going to spill some tea. Y'all saw that Pel- Peloton issued a statement saying... They
3: should have. Him, basically calling him fat and said if he would eat better and work that. Like, they were like...
1: Well, you know why they had to do it? For two reasons. Right. One, because people started boycotting Crock Pots after This Is Us.
4: Well, then they and, they had a good PR moment after Crock Pots and then put What's-His-Face on, on on all on of the Crock, crock Pots. Oh, yeah. oh, and had, that. like, a limited edition. Like, it all came back.
1: And two, last year this time... The Peloton treadmill got re- uh, recalled for killing yes yeah. mm. five six kids. It's yeah. so funny that
4: you say that because I texted Darrell when I watched it and I was like, "Ooh, Peloton's gonna have a bad PR day."
3: Yeah, and it they- and they looked like they they tried to come back really quickly. I mean, it's really rough. I think I'm excited about the show. I actually liked watching it. It felt like more of a New York that I could connect to, although I love the what original. Well, the- although I love the original Sex in the City. It was, and Kristen uh, Kristen Davis actually spoke out about this. It was very white, and, oh for sure. And so I could always connect to Samantha because you know she was living her best life. But now seeing people like Shay Diaz played by Sarah Ramirez, um, you know, you seeing um, Nicole Ari Parker uh, playing the new friend. Um, I forgot her character's name. Lisa, Lisa Wexley. It's the really, professor? No, no, that's um Nia Wallace. Um, she's being played by Gaga. She Karen Pittman is playing the role of Nia Wallace. And so uh, it's good seeing different representation. I, so it feels like, oh, this is fuller. New York. Yeah, it feels fuller.
0: So it's funny that you bring that up because I'm currently watching the new Gossip Girl mm. which is on HBO Max as well. Come through. Yeah. They're also a sponsor of the podcast. I got yeah I was thinking that exact same thing about like this is a New York that I recognize Mm -hmm. or that I'd been in before not you know saying I party at like the exclusive clubs I mean I kind of do of course you do yeah we do (laughs) and so I I appreciate like yeah the lead girls are like two black girls Mm -hmm. you know they're mixed but whatever it's just really nice to see representation yeah, in 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 a, in a like in an upper class, like Upper East Side. Yeah, and it's, know. it's
3: queer led and as it's well. and it's queer. Yeah, and, exactly. I, and the way that they handle the queer characters, kind of what Michelle was saying about her book, is they just exist, yeah, like they're just right. in the world. Like nobody's like. There's one character who identifies as pansexual, played by Thomas Doherty in Gossip Girl. Um, he plays the character of Max Wolf, and he is very much like. Yeah, I'm fucking boys, girls, whatever. I mean, I'll I do what I want to do, and I'm gonna put a little ecstasy on your tongue while we do it. Like I'm that that character, and he's so grounded in that character, and it's like I believe it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I believe it, and, and not that only he is he used that, and not only <laughs> is he sleeping with everybody. They're also wanting to sleep with him, so definitely go check out the final. Um, the first season has dropped. They did get a second season, so mm-hmm. it is worth investing in. Um, and for you original Gossip Girl fans, there are little nuggets and Easter eggs that I think. Yeah, have don't They're- look
1: over here. I've never seen an episode of Gossip Girl in my life.
3: Oh yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. The, in, the original ending is very controversial, but. Mm. Can
4: I go back to just like that? Yeah,
1: of course, just
3: like that. Okay,
4: what we're talking about being inclusive and everything, which is beautiful and wonderful. There was one moment in the last episode, I think it was with Cynthia Nixon and Sarah Ramirez and wow. they they she was saying that Cynthia wasn't, she was in, implying that Cynthia wasn't straight. Yes. Did you did you pick yeah. up on that? Yeah. So I have a Miranda? little bit mhm okay. I have a not an issue but there's just like a little bit of annoyance of the writing placating to Cynthia Nixon's actual life. But don't life.
1: you notice that now mm. these characters like they had been slowly catering to them over the years but now they are truly catering to them. And Cynthia Nixon is queer.
4: I know. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not characters anymore. These people have turned... Then, well, their I characters are them. Well, so like I don't know that, if I like them. But I feel like that happened I like in the original show, too. I like what they're doing in terms of representation. But in terms of the story, I'm like,
3: huh? But if you go and you look at us, which I'm sure you have, you look at Sex in the City fanfic from back in the day, they always called Miranda a lesbian. People always thought Miranda should have been a lesbian. That's true. And that was an episode. Yep, yep, yep. That's true. And, and, that, yeah, 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 and that's that was true. before that we knew that Cynthia... So. I think that she might be getting to another part of her life. I like that Steve can't hear, but like. Well, it's... that's
4: because he, as a person, as an actor, cannot hear. Right. So they're like incorporating all of these personal qualities and, and aspects. I don't know if you like it. I don't know if I like it because I'm like, where's is the story always, like, though? If
1: you think about it, they've all, and I was talking to some friends about this earlier, they've always dressed um, Carrie's character up as classy, but really she's just a prude, and it's really coming out now. Yeah,
3: hmm. yeah, I agree. It's like
1: it's... my the thing, I'm sorry, Darrell. No, the thing that stands out in my mind is I think in the movie they were talking about coloring, and she's like, Don't worry, we always color outside the lines, and then she she's the only one who doesn't talk about her sex life, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. she's always, but and and they make it sound classy with like quippy things, but like she's all, and that and it comes from Sarah Jessica Parker actually being. Prudish. Yeah. She, she's the only one who's one showing her body. Not that... not that she should. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, she's. Clearly comfortable with certain dialogue and clearly not comfortable right. with others. Mm-hmm. And that's always come out. So I don't know if it bothers me that they just kept going in that direction. And, mm. and
4: Sara Ramirez brings it up <laughs> you to... You
1: saying it like that.
4: That's how you pronounce it. Brings it up to Carrie Bradshaw in their podcast thing. is like, oh, I thought you were a sex columnist. Like, why are you not comfortable talking about when you masturbate? Like, mm-hmm. why can't you talk about it on air? You've written all of these sex columns. You've written books about it. You've written books about it. I don't know. And to your point, Io, like, that is her own personal, as a person, mm-hmm. issue coming into the character. And I have a little bit of issues with
3: well, that. Well, you know, interesting enough, do y'all remember Desperate Housewives? Uh, I believe it was season five. Edie's husband who came on the lane played by Neil McDonoghue mm-hmm. uh, Dave so did you know interesting story about that he actually is a devout catholic and he stated he refuses to perform sex or kissing scenes because of his faith and respect for his wife it is also said that he was fired from the TV series Scoundrels for his refusal in performing sex scenes so interestingly enough I Jim went back Caviezel
1: and, is the same way I, I,
3: I went back and I looked at scenes from Desperate Housewives scenes five. he never kissed Edie Britt once no you're right and we thought it was I mean it worked for the character because he really didn't want her anyways he was there for like something else
4: because but they wrote his personal beliefs they, into the story were, and that's what i have a problem with
3: yeah i mean hmm. listen there are a lot of people i we went to college with a girl um who
4: should not be named
3: should i be named <laughs> um but she she requested not to have any she she was like i'm not cursing and
0: oh that bitch yeah and, and,
4: <laughs> wait who tell me tell me I, tell I'll me tell you off no camera. tell me right now with your who
0: Kelly Manka. Keely Manka Lambert. God huge. damn
3: it. I said off, off ah! mic. Well, I can't whisper. Oh, whatever. I don't even know who that she ain't is. She listening. Um, and if she is, that's great. I, do, she, I respect her choices. I, I mean, here's the first. thing. Here's the thing. I understand it. And listen, there are some people who will, I mean, this kind of gets into the COVID of a mandate talk. Um, over on General Hospital, as I told you, there's two actors who refused to get the jab and they were let go because uh, ABC has a mandate, and ABC owns the parts of Fox, and also Rockman Dunbar. He has left the role on 911 because he refused to get it, um, and all of the people who refused to get, from my knowledge tried to do it through a religious um, exemption and exemption, um, and all the religious exemptions were denied because it was just like well it, because I think what happens with that is if it's really a religious exemption then we're going to look at your past history do you, if it's for like Hanukkah do you take off for Hanukkah do you take off for this like how serious are you about this religion I think that's what comes into it um, but I don't mind necessarily listen I know a show called Pride the Series that pulled from oh what's that oh you can go check it out on Amazon and also Tubi TV And if you have a Roku stick, go ahead and type in Pride the Series. We're also there.
4: Oh, I'll I'll have to check it out. Yeah,
3: yeah, definitely check it out. But there was a bunch of us who I think that um, writing and and crafting that show, I pulled from our lives because it made sense. And I think that, I mean, listen, people say it about Meryl Streep all the time. They're like, all she does is play this. And I'm like, well... Yeah, but Meryl Streep is also a really good actress and she is very dynamic, but so is Viola Davis. But they do have their quips.
4: I don't I that is like apples and oranges and pears. Oh my. Oh like my. that that like if you are religious, which I'm very spiritual, of course. Your character that you claim to be portraying
2: mm-hmm.
4: probably doesn't have the same religious beliefs as you. And so if then you what do you do? if you're a professional actor? then you act as the character. Or you
3: don't take the role. I'm because gonna... I think you should... Or you oh, don't take fair. the role. I mean, because you can have the opportunity not to take the role. You know, when people say... Because I don't want us, I don't want people to think that we're sitting over here saying when we've heard Fox News tell basketball players stuff and football players, just shut up and play. That's what your role is. If you're an actor, I mean, you do have a choice to take roles. And listen, if someone wants you bad enough for a role because you are so fucking talented, they will write the role around you. Yeah. And honestly good for those people. And as long as it doesn't affect story, I don't see right now what they're doing affecting story because for me, and we were texting, it felt like nothing changed. Like it picked right back up and I was like, I still believe that this is who these people are. Miranda doing that about the black hair thing even though I know it was a little bit more heavy handed because of what Cynthia herself in real life, she's not like that. And she's been a big proponent of that and wanted because Cynthia has never, she spoke out. She's like, I don't like, she thought Miranda was a Karen. Like she's always. Said yeah. That. But
4: I, what I like about that though, is that Cynthia Nixon's as a person's opportunity to teach those portraying this character. Right. Does that make sense? You know, it makes sense. Okay.
3: It makes sense. Um, so yeah, so guys, check out and just like that and Gossip Girl. And all it's pretty good. Shows. I cried. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, so going over talking about Housewives because Ios here and I know Ios wanted to do this podcast for a very long time with Brayden, so we can get into a little
1: Housewives drama. Oh
4: shit! Is that why you want to do this podcast with me so we can argue about Housewives?
1: Um, do we argue about Housewives? You I don't know. We'll see.
3: <laughs> Let's get into it. So well. The only thing really happening right now is Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip um, and Salt Lake City. So, and Orange County just came I've, out. I haven't watched
1: uh, Ultimate Girls Trip, but spoil whatever you want.
3: It's so
4: good.
1: I had been behind on Salt Lake City, and my cousin, she's my like Housewives buddy. I have a few Housewives threads going, but yeah. I was texting Darrell yeah. and my cousin at the same time yeah. during this last Salt Lake City episode. I was, because the one, one before, I felt like, yes, Jen has allegedly done these things and she should face consequences if, if it turns out to be true, but um, watching these chicks like sit around the table and trash her was boring me.
3: It was also very upsetting, and this is where I actually agree with Braden and how he felt about Beverly Hills with Erica in, in the beginning, because what I say. it was so quick for every single person there to be like, fuck Jen. And that's why see But even
1: if Erica they were a little nicer. They were a
3: little nicer about it, but they still had to and and the thing about it is is like as much as I have an issue with Lisa Renna, she was a real friend to Erica. And here's the thing. Heather's a real friend. Heather's like, I'm not leaving her. I'm so sorry. Y'all want me to, but I'm not doing that. But I let's talk about the producer of the show.
1: Lisa. Lisa Barlow, Barlow. is a producer. The
3: way that I had I, Adam and I were on the couch and we were crying tears. I had to pause it. I was like, Lisa is Yo, she would put something in motion. And when Whitney break the fort wall and be like, Lisa, I'm not doing this scene with you. And Lisa's like, what? What is she... Uh, no. Wait,
4: give me examples.
3: No. Multiple times. So, number one, when she took Whitney and her husband said, oh, come to me with de- to dinner. To dinner. And then they go to the restaurant oh, where yeah. it just so happens to be the people who had the whole thing with Angie. But Lisa
1: Barlow picked it. But she didn't know they were going to bring it up.
3: Yeah. And she said they walked up and they immediately turned to Whitney. It's like, yeah, it's crazy, right? With Angie. And Whitney was like... She looks at the camera, she's like, I'm sorry, what? She's like Lisa Pharrell. She's like, You're yeah. gonna do this, girl. She's like,
1: You're setting me up and I'm not gonna do this. She's like, I will not participate in this. So you guys can say whatever you want to say. She but ain't doing I it. and she sat back
3: and let them do it. And because, let them do it. Because Whitney You know, Andy had her on his show and watch what happens live, and she's like, "Andy's like, what is it that people think that you're just so dumb?" He said, "But you actually are the smartest person on the show." He said, "Because you explained everything about Jen's case so clearly." He said, "The way that you will not let Lisa railroad you is amazing to me. Like, she's not falling for any of it. Like, Lisa, when
1: she sat on that couch this week, yeah, and was like." this was your party. You knew this man was on the board and you made sure these two people made it in the same room. And then she tried to deny it. And I was like, you're caught.
3: She said, and then you met them and then you're talking about, no, my kids picked the list. Lisa." Just they stop. don't know
1: who that man is. I, I didn't see them right kids.
4: Now. I didn't see them kids saying hi to Cameron or whatever no, his name was.
3: They didn't, and
1: it's like, well, she said she said it's because he's on the board of the charity that was sponsoring the event. Right? And oh that's my why, god.
4: And that's why Meredith. But it was an though, intimate event. But
1: that's right. But that's why Meredith is so
3: upset about it, though. Meredith is so mad because she's just like. Yeah, but my, she's letting th- Lisa she, slide. But she's, that, that's what she's messing up because she's like, Lisa is my friend, but like, but I think things get a little hairy between them, and it's gonna get pretty next weird.
1: episode. I'm yeah,
3: so uh, but Open the girls' trip, I really like um, these are some interesting personalities. I'm excited more though to see the second installment, which is gonna have Dorenda. And Phaedra. Uh, oh,
4: yeah. all of the, ha- the non housewives. Not, so not the non so housewives.
0: The housewives, housewives let go. Yeah. Yeah. The so, fired housewives. So Andy's creating his own version of like All Stars Drag Race. Mm-hmm. No, like,
1: no, this real world world rules um, challenge n- is
0: ah, what this is. Very that, very that.
3: Yeah, I can actually tell you. I was going to tell you. Brandy Glanville is on that season. Oh, God.
0: Basically,
1: all the disgraced housewives, except Dorinda, who left
2: off, left
3: Wait, off her Darrell. own groud. Well, Ooh. she I'm was gonna forced out. I so have, have it here. Oh, it is, uh, ha-ha. So, it They're is Vajra. It is Dorinda. It is Tamara. It is Vicky. It is Jill Zarin. It is oh, Eva God. Marcel. Um, Isn't Jill on it this is, one? And then mm-hmm. it is Taylor from Beverly Hills, I believe that is as well.
4: Oh, this is the B team. This is
0: the B team. B Andy, squad. But
3: Andy spoke about it. Andy said, Y'all get a little drama with Kenya Ramona. He said, But when this comes out, he said, Watch how crazy. Because they're it is. all
4: fighting to become one of the main. Apple holders or whatever you want to say. Nobody's
1: getting back on their show. They're not getting back on the show.
4: I don't know. I think Jill Zarin might be. Did y'all watch, watch What Happens Live the other night? And, yeah. And did she
1: apologize?
4: No, but they, every like ev- from the girls' trip, they all said Jill Zarin was an all-star. Hmm. So Jill Zarin may become a... She I has been it, working Andy,
1: it. I mean, to be fair, he did say, or I heard he said, that Phaedra will never get a peach she after can't. she came on saying, and now she got a peach?
4: Well, the girls voted that Phaedra was not an all-star. So... Phaedra is
1: absolutely not an all-star. No. Phaedra is a terrible person. But we all
4: want to see Apollo again.
1: I don't.
3: Well, we won't see him with her Shoot. because he's with Shireen. Uh, we'll see. <clears throat> Listen, here's the thing. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting with all of this coming out. Um,
1: Phaedra... It's a little messy. It's, it's me- so it's, it's messy. Like, what she they did. yeah. they basically accused someone
3: of what? Yeah.
4: I forget. Rape. Yeah. Oh, uh, Candy. remind me. Oh, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I think it'll be it'll be very interesting. But y'all, I'm ready for this next season. Real quick, before we go of New Jersey. There was a physical altercation that went down, and I was online, and it looks like Teresa and Margaret put hands on each other. Yo, because they're not Jersey Do you think is on play? a whole nother level? No. Wait, Teresa.
4: can you send me this clip?
3: Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, well, I can send you information because it's breaking, and they're like, yo, there was a fight, like, physical, and all the people in the interviews, like, um... Dolores was at Watch What Happens Live not too long ago, and Andy was like, "How was filming?" And she's like, "I've never seen a season like this." She said, "It was back to table flip era." I, th- but also Perfect. people are per- but also people are saying that Margaret and Jen also put hands on each other because Margaret is like, "Jen, your husband cheated on you a lot." Rumor is, who's Jen? <clears throat> here it goes. Rumor is, Jen. Um, Jennifer Aiden from mm-hmm. New Housewives in New Jersey. Oh yes, yes, drunk, uh,
4: drunk, Lamborghini. Yeah. Got it. yeah uh-huh. So
3: she, uh, Margaret, comes up. Apparently, they find out that Jen's husband had an affair
4: with alone. a man.
1: No,
3: he just had an affair. I don't know who it Stop who, inserting
1: but... your dreams into this show. <laughs> no,
4: it's not a dream. I just it's, thought. It, it could or, be. It or, could be. I mean, he, he's not he, straight. He
3: apparently, right. But he apparently had an affair, and uh, Margaret uncovers it, and she's like, Jen, so you talking about me and my husband getting together? What about them? And Jen's like, she punches. Like, it, apparently it goes down. Her it's old
0: something. ass is going to... Never
3: mind. It's got, everyone's been jumping on Margaret. She got a ponytail pull. us like, Margaret, you got to come with some hands if you're going to come with some facts. <laughs> like, you can't get on that but talk. But only in New Jersey,
1: head. because in other cities, if you come with facts, like, what can they say? They can deny it, like Lisa Barlow. But in well, Jersey, they will throw hands.
3: Well, you know what's very interesting? And I'm going to say this, and I hope this doesn't give us a longer conversation. But in my, it's interesting that New Jersey is being applauded for going back to fighting, but Potomac spent... A while, I know how people feel about Candace and, and Monique, but that I mean, we dug them into a grave. We were like, "Oh, that's so terrible," but we're over. Like, people are excited about. Well, Teresa you know, and them. did you?
1: There's a difference in skin color. I, don't know I if was you gonna noticed. say.
3: Well, I think we need to talk to Andy at Bravo and see what's going on over there. We'll see uh, when is he goes it, to Dubai. Is too.
4: it Andy's issue though, or is it just the viewers'
1: no, I think it's both. It's, I, I think it's, it's sure it's the viewers, but like, you puts hands on somebody if it's. The company's policy: you get fired. Right,
4: and Monique got
1: fired.
3: She did not get fired. They actually she asked left. her to come back. She chose to leave. So they, she. They, well, really? they also said they
1: wouldn't film with her.
3: Mm-hmm. And also, when uh Portia drug Kenya, they only demoted Portia for a season, but they like she was still on the but show. You barely noticed. Right, and she, and she came right back. It was like Portia. I thought Monique was fired. Mm-mm. No, T'Challa, he he died. What? Her bird. Chirp chirp. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, um, All right. Listen, we, <laughs> this is what happens when we have edibles and drinks on the podcast. Guys, thank you so much again for joining us for another awesome week. Io, thank you, my love.
2: Thank you thanks,
1: for having sis. me back.
4: Braden, right right. how was it? Io. I, oh, uh, we're <laughs> off to work. We go. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, it was great. I can't wait to have you replace Ashley. I mean, I can't wait to have wow. you back. Wow. Ashley will be listening <laughs>
3: and shaking her head like, mm I can't hear it now. Um, Guys, follow me on social media. You know all the things. I'm Dorel Anthony, Dorel Anthony. Uh, Venmo me at um, Dorel Anthony and, you know, cash out me at my favorite BDA mini. mini.
0: M-U-N-U-I. <laughs> You can find me, your boy, Poppy, with a zero on Instagram and Twitter. My Twitter is not safe for work because I locked it. So, yeah, you have to. Anyway.
4: Anyway, I'm Mr. Brayden Bradley. Just follow me on Instagram. It ain't <laughs> all that. It ain't all that crazy.
0: I'm
1: the Fabulous Spinster. Um, And if you want to Venmo somebody, Venmo Adam
0: thank you so much because I am <laughs> what the fuck
3: you know what this is a travesty a black entertainment travesty alright guys we love you thank you so much and until we'll see next, you next time
4: week. happy holidays and be safe and Venmo don't Jarelle. forget to yeah. wash your hands wash your ass and get vaccinated and get boosted
2: yay bye, bye. Santa baby a 54 convertible to light blue I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby.